to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of Dinner Party, Chef Amy Sins, and I have an incredible guest with me, uh, Chef Shia Conrad with Bywater Bakery, and we decided today we should talk all things king cake, right? Yeah, let's talk king cake. It's that time of year. Well, Chef, first of all, before we even get into king cake, you know, I feel like it's important for us to establish ourselves as king cake authorities, right? Okay. How many king cakes <laughs> have we eaten in our lifetime? Oh my goodness, in my <laughs> then, lifetime, that would be insane to answer. <laughs> I wouldn't even attempt how, to answer that. How many do you try to to enjoy during carnival season? Well, first off, of course, I have to eat my king cake, my king cake all season long to make sure the quality is the same, right? So uh, that alone is a lot of king cake. And then, you know, you got to try other people's king cake. I can't just eat my own king cake. You know, it's a short window. So by the end of the season, you've eaten a lot of king cake. There was one Mardi Gras season, that or one carnival season where I said, okay, we're our team is gonna try a king cake every day. Oh wow. and I wanna say we got about 17 days in. And we and were like, oh like, my god, I don't know. One more. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm gonna <laughs> end up diabetic when all is said and done, right? That's when you um, need to go into the savory king cake. We need to break and go into the savories. Well, let's talk that, right? Because I feel like there are some, you know, very specific rules, particularly I feel strongly that you shouldn't eat king cake till 12th night. And (laughs) it ends ends on Mardi Gras. But what, what are the rules that, you think maybe qualifies it as a king cake sweet is savory well we sell savory king cake so obviously i think that you can have a king cake be savory but what is that i'm i mean in order to call something that's savory a king cake i feel like you need to make the rest of it feel pretty traditional right so it's got to be a round dough it needs to have a purple green and gold component um, otherwise, if you, you get too far out there, what exactly is calling it a king cake, right? I mean, it's just a stuffed bread. What's the difference between a king cake and a stuffed bread? So um, we do a, a crawfish king cake, a boudin king cake, and a spinach and artichoke king cake. And it's made inside garlic bread. So it's like, you know, I mean, it's a stuffed bread, but it is round. And it's, we tint Parmesan cheese, purple, green, and gold. So it looks like a traditional king cake. That's what I was going to ask you. How do you make a savory king cake, purple, green, and gold? I was thinking green onion and cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting too deep into it. I I just tint Parmesan cheese. (laughs) Nothing wrong with Parmesan cheese with any of those flavors. 
Whenever you're at the bakery and y'all are gearing up for carnival season, do you start to develop new king cake recipes or do you say we're we're going to do the Every same year ones? something new? So we have some tried and trues that we like I can't ever not have the Chantilly king cake. Like that is forever. You know, we will always have to have the Chantilly king cake. But Every year we try and do something different because, you know, keep it interesting for ourselves and interesting for the customers. I mean, we all want a little variety, right? So um, this year we're doing a frangipan king cake and it is delicious. It also looks a little different um, from our other king cakes because we're putting gold glitter on it and almond slices, toasted almond slices. So it looks a little different. Um, and it's not very sweet. Our frangipan filling is really um, very less sweet than than other things that we're making. And so people are loving it. It is a major hit this year. In fact, the competition we were talking about, that's one came, that came in second. Well, so let's switch to that competition a little bit. Um, for my listeners out there, we had an event at my house and uh, it was a bunch of an incredible women and food and everyone brought a king cake. Uh, I think you brought, what, three different king cakes, maybe? I, yeah, I brought a vegan one, the frangipan, and of course the chantilly. And by the time uh, the evening ended, there were over 14 king cakes on my kitchen table. And we didn't have the names of the king cakes or who had made it. We just had a card with a number. So people had to vote for their top king cakes. And uh, the Bywater Bakery king cakes uh, were two of the top three places. Yeah. Yeah, the um, frangipan was second, and the chantilly, of course, is a, a tried and true hit, so that came in third. And uh, first place king cake was the king cake by Tartine, and I know as a baker, you were eager to taste it. What were your thoughts on that one? Oh, it was such a delicious king cake. I was so proud of her. I could totally understand. It was really moist. Cream cheese and apples in it, and it really—it was just delicious. I was uh, very proud of her. It was great. Also, she ships, so we don't ship. So anytime somebody asks us about shipping, I'm sending them to her. <laughs> and you can feel confident that your customers are still going to get a great cake out a there. A really great king cake, absolutely. Uh, well, when I look at the list, and I, you know, we had everything from a Rouse's grocery and a Robert Fresh Market king cake to, um, you know, the vegan king cake. We had cupcake king cakes. The list just went on and on and on. That fig cookie I, king cake, that was one of my top favorites. I loved that one. And the cannoli cream king cake, also an incredible king cake. And for my listeners out there, I guess a few years ago, I had uh, the team from Nord Joe on the show and we talked about that cannoli king cake. I feel like at one king cake festival one year, it's super sweet. It's the cake that I want a really good cup of coffee 
you know, with because I don't even need to put any sugar in my coffee, right? I'm going to have right. this delicious yeah. canola king cake. That is one of my favorites for the true, like, sweet tooth, right? With that uh-huh. filling and all the icing and it, the sprinkles and everything. There was one that I was like well it's not really a king cake but oh my god it was super delicious and that was the trace leches king cake mm-hmm. from Merrill. yeah that was also super delicious i mean in the sense that it was a pan of bread or like like in a pan of tres leches pan and not uh a round you know or oval shaped pastry that deviated, but it had purple, green, and gold sugar on it, and um, it was so delicious. And it had that little bit of, you know, baking spice that you want, uh, that I felt fit it in the category from a flavor perspective. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Now, have y'all done king cakes at the shop and gone okay yeah no this one we're not doing this one again this one just (laughs) didn't work or Uh uh-huh are there there some uh, some are more challenging like last year we did a brownie bomb king cake right and this is with our brownie bombs which are like this gluten-free pastry that we make that's so delicious but it's all crunchy on the outside and super soft on the inside, which is one of the things that makes it great, but almost impossible to squeeze into a king cake. So um, by the end of the season, I think my team hated me for that one. Every time it was like time to do the brownie bobs, they're like, oh man. (laughs) Um, So that is one that uh, we retired after one year we did bring it back for one week because it tastes great i mean if you want chocolate it's like superb so we brought it back for one week to like satiate the people who fell in love with it last last year but it's um that one is in retirement will just occasionally make special appearances Any that you go, I'm just waiting for the right moment for New Orleans to set, to accept this new crazy flavor. That uh, new Orleans will accept just about anything is when it comes to king cakes. I mean, one of the fun things over the last few years, even since we opened the bakery, is just watching this blossom of all kinds of creative king cakes happening, you know, from like small little shops to you know all all over the place there's so many different kind of king cakes you could try a different king cake every day and not actually get to eat them all um and they they're so creative i just think we're we're ready for anything we are king cake crazy and we're ready for anything and it's a lot of fun i love it i saw on a facebook post the other day uh a sushi king cake yeah. And I looked at it and I went, I'd eat the heck out of that. I don't know <laughs> if it's a king cake, but that looks delicious. I mean, it's purple, green, and gold, right? So I guess in that sense, um, it, it is. Uh, 
there's that boudin king cake that I keep seeing around that's got the crawfish sauce on top. We don't know if it fully fits into a king cake format, but it looks delicious. I love that. And there's something to be said about it only being available during this window that we can get excited about some of the crazier ideas because we're not going to see them again for another year. Right. I think it wouldn't be nearly as special as it is if king cakes were available all year round. Right. I mean, would you even care if you could get it all year? What makes it incredible and gets all the fervor and all the energy behind it is that it's such a short window of time. Um, and it makes it fun to make them too, you know? We spend all, it becomes lore. It's like we spend all year talking to the new team members about what King Cake season is like. And, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's hard work, but it's fun. <laughs> I agree. I, you know, I think there are even people now uh, after uh, going through COVID and everyone learning how to make their sourdough and that there are people who are now starting to play with their king cakes at home. So, yeah, I've seen a I bunch have... of people making king cake and that's new. No one used to make king cake. So that I think is really fun, too. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to see. I mean, I don't see this train stopping. I think it's just going to keep going and growing. And um, and I just can't wait to try a whole bunch of new flavors next year, you know? Well, for those home cooks out there that are playing around with these doughs and trying to make their own king cake and they're tasting king cakes, you know, are should they be going for a traditional brioche? Should they be doing a, a specific kind of dough? Uh, what are they going to get the best longevity out of? Uh, I think the best bet's going to be a traditional brioche for, for most home bakers. Um, otherwise, it starts to get kind of complicated trying to, you know, get that softness and, um, and yeah. Um, but giving it time, I think, is the one thing that home bakers don't always necessarily think think about, right? Like our we our king cakes start a couple days out, you know. Um, so by the time you've eaten it, I mean it's rested in the refrigerator for like twelve hours. It's you know like there's been so much time to let it develop its flavor and get its texture right um and that i think um is something that the home bakers started to play with maybe during covid but um i haven't really seen any recipes people are using for king cakes that involve that time yet but i think they'll figure that out whenever you say traditional brioche for our listeners out there what does that entail? Um, so it is a very soft, soft dough. Um, and it's mounted with so much butter that you mix into the dough. And that's what keeps it really moist and delicious and also gives it some time. You know, you want your king cake to be able to sit on the shelf or on your counter 
with the knife in the box and be able to eat off it for a couple of days. And a lot of the other doughs are going to be very, um, they're going to go stale really quickly. You know, you'll eat it for a day and it'll be delicious for that day. And then very quickly, it's going to start to not be, you know, the same king cake you were proud of the first day. So, um, and that's just, that's one of the challenges of baking. That's one of the challenges with our vegan king cake because we don't put any kind of dough conditioners or anything like that in it. And it's uh, sweet potato dough because that, uh, you know, the potato doughs make are super soft and it is delicious for that first day or two. But then after that, it stales out really quickly. And that's just, I mean, that's the challenge of baking, right? Trying to find that balance. But I don't have, you can't throw a bunch of butter into the vegan dough, you know? <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> so knife in the box, always. Of course. Maybe two knives, depending. <laughs> <laughs> knife and in the box. <laughs> Do should we be wrapping the box in plastic? Should the box be? It, is there a way that's going to help make it stay better? Um, I mean, I don't. You shouldn't need to wrap most king cakes in plastic. Most king cakes are going to do all right for a few days on the counter without any issues, um, unless it's like um, like our chantilly or something like that where it needs to be refrigerated. You know, there's sometimes you'll come across a king cake. Obviously, the savory king cakes you're going to want to refrigerate. But um, other than that, most king cakes can be out on the on the counter for a couple of days and be great. And I like that idea because there's nothing you're you're busted right away whenever you're sneaking those pieces of king cake and it's in a bag and you have to pull <laughs> your hand out of the bag and there's that layer of sugar. And you're like, oh, but I was just gonna take a sliver. That's <laughs> the thing. You can't you can't wrap it in plastic because then you don't get to be able to like pull the slivers off all day long as they're going by. You know, you need to be able to access it. That's part of the fun. And I think part of the fun is that I don't ever sit down and really just eat a whole piece, right? I <laughs> am just constantly cutting the little slivers yeah. off. I just had a little. <laughs> it's like this little guilty pleasure that we get for you know six weeks it's great no let's talk about the baby or the trinket at mm -hmm. what point when you put that knife in that king cake are you if it's just a toe does that count as your baby <laughs> i think if you see the baby it's your baby I think that's fair. If you see the baby, it's your baby. Um, my husband has a different opinion. I don't know. We had a big conversation about this the other day. You see it. At what point is it, you know, but I think if you see the baby, it's your baby. What do you think? I think that if you can talk it just enough, it's not. <laughs> but no one else is going to see it. That you can get away with. Oh, no, I think, it, you know, there was a point where as a kid, you got excited when you got the baby. But then when you're like, oh, my God, I got to buy another king cake tomorrow. Once you're a grown up, you're like, oh, I don't want the baby. You know, 
let someone else get the next king cake. But uh, have you noticed that the there has been an evolution of the baby in the king cake and the size and the shape of the baby over the last few years? Um, yeah. And then there's also all kinds of things besides babies, right? So there's like, you know, the pigs and, you know, people are putting all kinds of different things in. We put a gold baby in, um, but, you know, it used to be this little baby and then it got so you didn't put, nobody put the baby in the king cake, but now we put the baby in the king cake. People are going back to putting babies in. Our king cakes are pregnant. Um, <laughs> I I had someone uh I start I have a jar at my house that I all the babies that we get from King uh -huh. Cakes I just collect and it just lives in this jar. So you get to and see the evolution from like the bottom to the top. So you really like King, Yeah. King Cake baby thighs have gotten huge during COVID. And I was like, huh, King Cake baby grew during COVID. I have <laughs> Two that are giant king cake babies that I got during COVID. And then I have one this year that his little legs are twice the size of the rest of the body. And I thought, that's so bizarre. <laughs> Probably the manufacturer, right? Yeah. With um, the manufacturers or something interesting. And I, I last year, I... I had to have that porta potty king king cake. Uh -huh. uh, I think it was Haydell's had a little porta potty, and I, I was like, yeah. "That's a very original trinket." To, <laughs> to get. Yeah, Haydell's always has the interesting chicken trinkets. Now let's talk a little bit about the bakery because I know you're okay. in the middle of king cake life, but. Y'all offer all kinds of other stuff. Tell people what else y'all are doing there. Yeah, so um, I have Bywater Bakery, which we mentioned earlier. We are in the heart of Bywater, Dauphine and Independence, 3624 Dauphine Street. We have breakfast, we have lunch, cakes, breads, pastries. We're a full-service bakery. Um, during cane cake season, things shrink up a lot. <laughs> But we still have, you know, we, it's a more limited menu because our ovens are full all day long with king cakes. So um, it's more limited right now. But that being said, you know, we have our tried and true favorites. We've got the breakfast gumbo and bacon, eggs, grits and cheese in a cup. And we've got, you know, our breakfast pastries that are super popular um, and cakes. We're definitely known for our cakes. So, you know, we do weddings during king cake season still. And um, we're still, you know, we don't stock as many cakes. You pretty much, if you're coming in, you're probably going to get a, get a king cake right now. But um, as far as, you know, we, we're taking orders and we, that, that business will never go away. And y'all seem to really do a lot of stuff in your community. And I think seeing how small businesses and how particularly food businesses can shape the fabric of a community. What are some of the things that y'all are doing? 
Yeah, well, that's one of the things that's the most important to us. You know, we are in a neighborhood. We live in this neighborhood. I live three blocks from the bakery. So, you know, our customers are our neighbors. Um, and, you know, we opened this bakery with the intention of becoming a community hub. And what that means is a place where, you know, people can come and they know they can see people they know and you know, we get to know everybody, you know, we know when they've had a test and how they did on their test or who's sick or, you know, we just, it becomes part of a big family. Um, and so that part's really wonderful. But because this is our community, we try and do a lot of things. Um, we do things like, I mean, we have live music and we'll have street festivals that we always have for free for, for people. And that's a lot of fun. And that was really important, I think, during COVID, just for people's sanity. You know, we'd have music outside so it was safe and people could socially distance, but people could have a little sense of normalcy in the middle of, of all the craziness. So that was great. Um, and then things like... Um, making bread for the musicians clinic or, you know, we're always trying to find different things that we can do um, to help partner with different organizations and, you know, just be good stewards of our neighborhood. Um, and, you know, that's, that's one of the joys of being able to be in business. And you've, you've been cooking and baking for a long time and I have to ask, ask, what has been the most rewarding part of that as your career? Well, I mean, I just still love baking. You know, I just, I love it. I go, when I go to a new city, anywhere I go, I want to go to all the bakeries. It is, uh, you know, I've spent so much time learning the art form that I just really appreciate. I get so excited for people and what they're doing. And um, it's just a lot of joy. Um, you know, it's a lot of physical labor, but that's, you know, as I'm aging, I'm realizing that that's probably a good thing. Keeps me active, <laughs> you know, um, but it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to connect with people. You know, I, my way of expressing love is to feed people. And so that's, you know, that is my love language. And so I get to do that every day. Not everyone can say that. You know? Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I wish I could sit and talk to you for hours. We're just about out of time. But if oh. you could just tell our listeners again how they can find you and where they can order cakes. All right. Well, we are in the heart of the Bywater. So we are at 3624 Dolphin Street, Bywater Bakery. It's on the corner of Independence and Dolphin Street. And you can um, order cakes online at bywaterbakery.com. Um, yeah. Or give us a call and uh, come in. We're, we have cakes available for people to pick up. We've got, you can order them ahead of time. We're, we're here. We're here for what you need. I love it. Thank you so much for my listeners. Thanks, Amy. I really appreciate you having me on.
It's my pleasure too. Uh, for my listeners, make sure you go over to Bywater Bakery and uh, get yourself some good stuff and be a part of that community. You've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of Dinner Party, Chef Amy Sens. Until next time, ciao. Thank you.